Broadcast from the centre of England, this is the Porridge episode of Waffle On. Welcome to this. Uh, that was a big hello, wasn't it? That was. It's <laughs> <laughs> most impressive for a Monday. <laughs> oh yes. Hello and welcome to Waffle On. My name is Meds, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host Kelly. Hello there. And uh, as you, uh, oh, there goes the script. Excellent. Um, we had script. a script. <laughs> it is a script. Well, yeah, right. Well, of course. <laughs> Did you contribute to this script? I'm all in the um, all of the aesthetics. I'm just there looking beautiful. Oh, really? Good lord! That's uh, why it's not a video podcast. It's a good job your girlfriend ain't here because I'm sure she'd say you're not. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Okay, so uh, um, we've got some housekeeping stuff to do before we crack on with the show. We had a mini waffle episode uh, earlier in the week. Did you hear that? I listened to it about two days ago because you was faintly absent. Yeah, you know? I was faintly absent. But that blame the landlord there, blame the landlord, and blame the plumber. It's always plumbers. I had a good plumber. We should have got him doing the podcast. Oh, what? Well, the one who didn't turn up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please explain the reason why you're such a shit plumber. Yeah, that is a language, Timothy. <laughs> We're allowed to say shit. Especially when it comes I, I, to plumbers. You never saw me that. Well, yeah, it's just that you can't use the frack word. So I can't do the F-bombs. <laughs> no, I don't know F-bombs. No F-bombs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had a mini waffle episode earlier in the week, and I was just explaining some of the programs that's going to be coming up <clears throat> in the future. And also the fact that we're going to um, slightly cut down, hopefully, on the clips. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Although we've got some clips on the porridge episode. Um, we've had uh, we've had a nice comment from Eric, and thank you very much for that. That was very nice. And we've had some uh, great uh, hits on the website and on iTunes regarding the past few episodes, which, of course, was Monty Python and Red Dwarf. And thank you for that. Uh, please advertise us a bit more, and hopefully we'll get more. Yeah, because how many have we got now? Oh, I'm not saying. No, 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 no yeah. <laughs> Compared to uh, uh, other podcasts out there, I mean, uh, we have a friend called Kenny who does uh, Knights of the Guild and uh, the Anomaly podcast with Jen. They have huge amounts of people in Trex and Sci-Fi. have got thousands. We don't no. have thousands. Oh, no, we do. Yeah. Well, I'm not going any further than that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, let's crack on with uh, today's episode. Well, today's, this uh, this this uh, week's three-weekly episode <laughs> <laughs> of uh, Porridge. And as per usual, uh, we always start off the uh, the episode with the theme tune. Uh, to uh, the uh, uh, um, what? What do you mean? There weren't no bloody theme tune. No, there wasn't, was there? No. Yeah. Well, there was a theme tune at the end. Wait, the end credits, but we haven't got that oh, because uh, I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't be bothered. I couldn't be bothered. But no, but there is an introduction to Pirates. Yeah, isn't I suppose, it? yeah, there is, but it's not really a theme. No, tune, that's is it? where is really cool about this program is the fact that, like other uh, programs, especially comedy programs, they always have a theme tune that people can identify it with. Porridge is different. Porridge actually starts off with the sentencing of the main character because we should point out that Porridge is a, a comedy set in a prison which is I don't think it ever has happened well didn't happen you know, up to then and hasn't happened since I can't think of a comedy in a can you? no apart from 
Prison of Cell Block 8 was I was going to say that <laughs> but that was funny in all the wrong reasons <laughs> yeah, 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 you was a big fan of Prison of I was and I was a big fan of Oz as well and that's not seriously not the uh, comedy no, not comedy at all um, so we're going to play the introduction to every Porridge episode the except for the pilot but we'll go into that um, when we get to it so here is the opening lines of Porridge Norman Stanley Fletcher you have pleaded guilty to the charges brought by this court and it is now my duty to pass sentence you are an habitual criminal who accepts arrest as an occupational hazard and presumably accepts imprisonment in the same casual manner. We therefore feel constrained to commit you to the maximum term allowed for these offences. You will go to prison for five years. So there's the opening of it, and uh, from from that you wouldn't think it was a comedy, would you? Uh, not not really. It's quite a bleak opening to a sitcom, mm. isn't it? This one's about it. The person who's say uh, playing the role of the judge uh, on that is actually the main star of this program, and that is Ronnie Barker. Of uh, Ronnie Barker has been quoted as saying, "That's the one thing he regrets. The only thing he regrets about oh, Porridge is that." Why? Why? Um, because he just thinks wasn't that is somebody else should have done the I've, voiceover I've, when, you, when you say it like that it would have made it a bit yeah yeah because it's like people just think they were cutting back was it a budget was it a budget restraint no he he actually turned around and said when when they commissioned the series that he wanted to do that bit i think yeah. because he's a character actor and was one of britain's yeah. best character actors um he thought you know he could do a different voice and it'd be right but because you can it doesn't matter how good an actor you are you can always detect the slight you know, you know you who can, it is. Yeah, There's no getting away from it, and you can tell it's Ronnie Barker. Now, uh, Ronnie Barker uh, was at that point most well known for doing the Frost Report, uh, the two Ronnies which had just started, yeah. um, and he was with the Frost Report. He was obviously working with John Cleese, which works us back to get back to Monty back Python. To Monty Python. Python. Yeah. Uh, again, this comes from. The Frost Report with David Frost. Do you think that David Frost is going to be in every single <laughs> yeah, podcast? Yeah. <laughs> on podcast. Um, now, before we actually jump into Porridge, I just want to talk about Ronnie Barker. Uh, Ronnie Barker was born on the 25th of September 1929. Uh, he sadly passed away on the 3rd of October 2005, only recently. Um, he retired from uh, acting. Uh, I think if you remember, he I think he retired on the Wogan show. When was that? It was in, that, in the early nineties. Very early nineties, and went off to do a uh, um, a um, what's it called antiques shop. Yeah, you're right. He did. He had a little, mm. uh, yeah, like a little curiosity, curiosity antique shop. shop. You yeah. just always go in the background and do it. Now, one of the most interesting things uh, that I found out about Ronnie Barker is um, when I was writing the Frost Report and the two Ronnies. Uh, there was obviously a group of writers, as, like, as we mentioned, John Cleese, Grant Chapman. But there was also a, a writer called Gerald Wiley. Uh, now, Gerald Wiley wrote quite a few of the Frost Report sketches and also quite a few of the two Ronnie sketches. And, and Ronnie Barker actually dismissed quite a few of Gerald Wiley's sketches. He didn't like them. No. And, um, but no one knew who Gerald Wiley was. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. And it kind of, you know, people were trying to... And at one point, people thought it was uh, Barry Took. 
Oh, yeah, because he was. Yeah, could yeah. married to have been one of the prominent writers. And Gerald Riley sent a memo out to him and said, Look, you know, I'm going to come to this Chinese restaurant and I'll, I'll reveal myself who I am. Yeah. So nobody, everyone thought it was Beethoven because he couldn't have been John Cleese and he couldn't have been Ronnie Barker because yeah. Ronnie Barker had refused a yeah. load of his sketches. Yeah, yeah. It turned out that it was actually Ronnie yeah. Barker. Yeah. Um, because he didn't want people to accept his sketches or his ideas. Just on his name. Just on his name. Yeah. Which is, a, you know, it's a, a good thing, thing, isn't it? So let's get into, uh, into Porridge. Porridge came about from a program called Seven of One. No, I've never, I've never saw. You must have. Obviously, you've saw. It. You've got, mm. you got it on DVD. Nope. Is it not? Is it on DVD? Nope. Seven of One was a series, and it was a um, exactly what it says. It was yeah. seven programs, and basically what they were were pilot episodes, yeah. and all featuring uh, Ronnie Barker. Now, out of all these uh, episodes, only two of the pilots got commissioned. Those pilots were Open All Hours. Yeah. Um, which uh, starred obviously Ronnie Barker and also David Jason. That was written by Roy Clark. Now Roy Clark is more famous for writing Last of the Summer Wine. Oh God Almighty! What? Someone give Last of the Summer Wine? <laughs> We're not doing a podcast about that. We are going to do a podcast on Get Last of the Summer stuffed. Wine. What's wrong with Last of the Summer Wine? Oh, it's be. one of the longest running <laughs> no, comedies. That don't mean it's any good, does it? <laughs> well, does it mean it's going to be on forever? <laughs> it don't mean it's any good, does it? Well, I mean, Last of the Summer Wine was, I think, started around about seventy-four, maybe something like that. Well, and he's still original going. people in it. Peter Salis is still in it, is it? And Peter Salis is obviously most well known for playing Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, but he's not. He don't go down the hill in a bloody bathtub with wheels on anymore, does he? His age? No, I don't think he does. In fact, I don't think they ever did that. Do it? it wasn't something like that. Uh, yeah, so Open All Hours uh, was commissioned, and also the pilot called Prisoner and Escort, which is what Povage was. Now, in Prisoner and Escort, the whole premise of that is, is you hear the judge at the beginning, like you've just heard, and Norman Stanley Fletcher is on his way to Slade Prison. And the great thing about the pilot is um, you've got three people in it. You've got uh, Fletch, uh, you've got Mr. Mackay, and yeah. you've got Barraclough. And they're all going... To the the prison now, Fletch in his has a says he needs to go to the toilet and takes a uh, you know his his break in the petrol tank of the van. So obviously the van breaks down, Mackay goes off, and the whole episode is um, Barraclough falls asleep and Fletch escapes, and you see him on the run over the moors, yeah, yeah, heading around, and he breaks into this small cottage, and he breaks into the cottage, and somebody is obviously awake, and as they walk in, it's Barraclough. <laughs> He's just gone around in a massive circle for the whole half hour, and this is what picks up. Now, Ronnie Barker didn't like it. I've, I've never saw the pilot. I've, I've never Have seen it. I've never saw it. I'll end you it's on season two of the uh, DVD. <laughs> oh yeah, never saw it. Yeah, oh, no, it's, one really, it's actually really. Is a, it's a great episode, and it, it keeps the characteristics of the whole series of Porridge, which yeah. is nice. It doesn't lay itself down. Uh, so Porridge was well. That the pilot was written by Dick Clement and Ian Le Fernet. Uh, now, was that their first? Was that their first TV? Uh, no, they'd done um, the Likely Lads and whatever happened to the Likely Lads. Was, I didn't know where happened to the, was whatever happened to the Likely Lads before that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought well, that was a seventies thing. Well, whatever no, happened no, to the, the Likely lads. lads was the sixties, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought whatever um, happened to it was the seventies because it was a few years after, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, that was that early seventies. It was early seventies, wasn't it? Was it early seventies? What year was going straight? Uh, Not going straight. <laughs> you jumping straight to the end of Porridge. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, you know, well, seven the, to one. Uh, the pilot was nineteen seventy. First of April. First of April. Nineteen seventy three. Tomorrow. Yeah, nineteen seventy three. That was. Uh, oh yeah, so it must have been before ago. it then. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was. Um, they, uh, they was, I think they had one of the greatest writing partnerships along with Galton the Simpson. I think. 
because when you look at what they've done since they did um, off redesign pet yeah, which are, uh, that's going to be a good yeah that's going to be a podcast I'd be fans of that uh, they also did the commitments hmm you don't like the commitments? No, do I don't you? like the commitments. It's just come, it's just uh, stereotypical Irish people, drunken fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It probably may be true, but <laughs> but I don't want to see it on the TV. Uh, the bank job with uh, yeah, great Jason film. Statham. Pretty great film. Well, I wouldn't say it's a great film, but it's got Jason Statham. It's got Jason Statham. Notice, that, notice how I do Jason Statham, yeah. like Mark yeah. Mode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did he take his shirt off in, uh, did in he the take- bank job? Did, oh, I can't. There's a sex scene in it. Is yeah, it? he must have done that. He does it. He yeah. must have done Does he take his shirt off in every film, Jason Statham? Has he took him? Um, I don't know. He must have. He must be. Uh, he answers, done many. Answers, answers, answers on the postcard regarding <laughs> Jason Statham's. Uh, yeah, how many? T- yeah. Hmm. I'll ask the wife because she knows. Yeah. yeah no, no. Uh, but also, they've also done uncredited script doctoring for the following films. You'll, you'll like this. Well, I've got like this. Uh, Never Say Never Again. Uh, yeah. Because that's where the. The uh, uh, tribute comes in regarding yeah, the yeah, clip yeah. we're playing. Yeah, right? later on, yeah. The Rock. No way. Yes. What? <laughs> what lines did they write in The Rock? It's a ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. It's ridiculous. And this is the verse one. What? Bad Boys 2. What? <laughs> what? So they're doing smart ass black talk. How are they going to do that? How are they going to do that? <laughs> Well, smart ass black talk, as, yeah. you, as you quote yeah, it. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He's only like working class. <laughs> no, he isn't. Talk. Well, he is. I can't imagine him writing lines for uh, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> to be fair, that'll done him in it. Before we go any further, should anybody be writing <laughs> no, no, lines no, no, no. for Martin Lawrence? Yeah, where is he now? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where's Wally? <laughs> where's Martin Lawrence? Yeah, oh, that's a website. <laughs> where is Martin Lawrence? Okay, so we're <laughs> dragging ourselves back to the episode. Yeah, because yeah, the reason yeah. we are meant to be trying to keep this to <laughs> yeah, an hour yeah. now, and this is what Okay, so let's talk about um, the first time we actually see Fletch. And now there's, we should talk about the fact there's four main characters in Porridge. And this is Norman Stanley Fletcher, played by Ronnie Barker. Uh, Mr. Mackay, yeah. played by well, Fulton Mackay. Well, yeah. uh, Mr. Barraclough, <clears throat> excuse me, played by Brian Wilde. He was also in Last of the Stop coming there. <laughs> and uh, Lenny Cobbat, played by the brilliant Richard Beckinsale. So we've got a clip to play now of uh, where we hear them, so let's play that. Godber, Leonard Arthur, 23, first offender, two years breaking and entering. Seems somewhat naive. Could be corrupted. Possibly by this one. Fletcher, Norman Stanley, 42, five years. He's the one I brought up from Brixton. Knows the score, sir. Done a lot above. Water off the duck's back. Okay, so that um, was not uh, Lenny and uh, Fletch meeting, was it? No, that that, that wasn't. <laughs> what are you doing? There's a lot to go. It's a Monday. I know, yeah. yeah we were supposed to have done this last week, but you and your boiler. Don't blame me. You, got, you and your barking dogs, we would have been doing it. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, so that's Mr. McCoy you heard there, who's the main security, well, uh, prison guard talking about the two uh, new inmates that have just come up. Now, Lenny and Fletch get talking. Um, Fletch, you can tell, is the old guy. He's been mainly in prison for virtually all of his life. And he's explaining to uh, Lenny, who it's his first offence, some of the rules of the prison. And also there's things that you can do to get an easier life, uh, such as pretending that you're a Muslim so you get better food, yeah. uh, pretending you're Jewish, but of course that doesn't work because you've got to have a medical exam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is where they're, about, they're, they're having a medical now. Now, this scene that you're going to hear now mm. uh, is how to get better footwear. Have I had crabs? No. 
no, I don't eat seafood. Rice? No. VD? No. <laughs> Suffer from any illness? Bad feet. <laughs> Suffer from any illness? Bad feet. Made a recent visit to a doctor or hospital? Only when we bad feet. <laughs> Are you now, or have you at any time, been a practising homosexual? What were these feet? <laughs> and that's a classic example there of um, the humour that's in Parvich, uh, which is throughout the whole, uh, the whole three series. Now, there was 18 episodes, one pilot and two Christmas specials, and a film. Yeah, which is my favourite of the uh, Porridge stuff. What, is you, the film's your favourite? Yeah, out of, out of, out of everything. Yeah. And that's quite interesting because out of um, there were many films made from TV series oh, such as... Yeah, I mean... Are You Being Served as Are You Being Served as Rubbish? I don't think the Steptoe Son films uh, were very good. No, the one got good, good lot is one with the greyhound in. That's yeah, brilliant, isn't yeah. it? But the other one wasn't. Rides Again wasn't very good. And, yeah, that weren't good. And uh, Rising Damp, I don't think... No, no it sort of ruined, the, it ruined everything, that, I thought that, because it, yeah. you, you found out who Philip was and all, and it didn't yeah, want didn't, that, did you? I no, wanted to think he was a king. So, yeah, there was 18 episodes, one part, two Christmas specials, and, of course, the film. Now, uh, we're going to throw in clips. We're not going to explain the, what the clips are from now on, because they, they speak for themselves and they are just brilliant so hopefully you'll have some from me then so every now and again you'll suddenly hear, hear a clip come in now I'm just going to say a little bit about um, where uh, the porridge is actually set now the BBC wanted to film in an actual prison uh, however the lovely home office refused um, so what the BBC did was they filmed the, the front of the, the prison where what you see yeah, in yeah. the titles which is actually um, in St Albans Prison Gatehouse. Oh. The rest of it was actually made in a tank. <laughs> a tank? A huge water tank. Oh, no, yeah. I never knew that. In the Elstree Studios, they had a big water tank for obviously filming mm. water scenes yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So what they did was, they had the bottom part in the tank, and then they built the metal walkways around it, and built the sets off it. I'll tell you what, it's brilliant. That, that's brilliant, I mean, it That really just shows good. you sometimes things like that work out better in the end, don't they? Yeah, just a little bit of the you know, it, general you know. improvisation. Yeah. And all credit where credit due there is to Tim Cleason. Oh, no, he was he? Was, uh, well, he was the set designer. Oh. So, I didn't say that, did I? No. No. Ah, well, there you go. Now, the outside... <laughs> <laughs> now, the outside of the, uh, the exterior stuff shown in the title sequence was that of Maidstone Prison. Uh, where also the, one of the worst comedy BBC comedy shows Birds of a Feather was filmed second worst ever but, you know, <laughs> a long way behind Last of the Summer Wine <laughs> but I tell you the, the Last of the Summer Wine is not that bad it is uh, you know you, you do have poor taste you say Blue Ice is a bad film <laughs> <I say laughs> no, don't start on that <laughs> ok so uh, we're going to play a clip no I've never been here before but it's all the same porridge is porridge isn't it first time for me don't know how I'll get through oh, cheer up could be worse State this country's in, you could be free, couldn't you? Right? Uh. <laughs> Stuck outside with no work and a crumbling economy. Well, how horrible that would be. Nothing to do but go to bed early and increase the population. <laughs> that, that clip there is fairly apt, I think, with today. Oh, it, very much so. In fact, now it's actually probably worse now than it was then. Yeah, well, I suppose it actually is. Yeah, well, that was, uh, that was Fletch talking to, to Lenny there, who's um, who? Lenny Godber. Ah. I think you better tell the other people who Lenny Gobber is. <laughs> okay. Because I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, Lenny, Lenny Arthur Cobber is uh, apparently from Birmingham. Mm. Mm. Now, do you want to do you want to explain to me why you went, mmm? I don't know. Because he wasn't, was he? No. No, he just wasn't. 
Well, he was. Well, the parts of him he was. From, I, I've got just an issue with the accent. Yeah, it's it's more of a. So this is very personal to us because we're from Birmingham, isn't it? Yeah. His accent, he's the black country accent, isn't he? Yeah, because he says yo. He says yo, doesn't he? Yeah, which is which is a black country thing. A bit like, in fact, a bit like Barry, you know, Finn is pet. So obviously they wasn't very good at the Brummie accent, was they? Well, but yeah, well, Barry from a really pet was played by the wonderful Timothy Spore, yeah. who is uh, from London. He was from London, but uh, he played it. He was from a, he was a Brummie from West Bromwich. From West Bromwich, which is mm. not which is like and they West weren't Bromwich. even they didn't, weren't they weren't even living it. No. <laughs> but yeah, well, uh, Lenny Lenny Gobber was uh, apparently from Birmingham and has an O level in geography, which Fletcher claims was needed to find his, his way around Birmingham, which it's I suppose is quite yeah. quite true. But again, an early indication. It's very easy to slack off Birmingham, isn't it? Yeah, well very, done. Very easy. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, Lenny Cobb was played by um, the wonderful Richard uh, Beckinsale. He was born on the seventh of July, nineteen forty-seven. Uh, he, he was in uh, born from Nottingham. Oh, yeah, well, actually, with Carlton in Nottinghamshire, yeah, he was. Uh, I've never heard him his normal accent. I heard. I, I when I was getting these clips, there's an interview with him uh, briefly on. It could be going straight. Actually, I'm not too sure. And he has quite a posh accent. Ah, yeah. I mean, not posh, 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 but, posh but yeah, yeah, actor, 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 actor style yeah. accent. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he was most well known for being uh, in Rising Damp. Yeah. And the Lovers it was one of his oh, first yeah. thing he did. And looking like our mate. <laughs> And he, yes, do. he does look like uh, one of our listeners, and he was <laughs> a, a good mate of ours, uh, Tarby, yeah, uh, yeah. who otherwise known as Stu Merry. Yeah. Uh, we always said looks a bit like him. Yeah. He does, yeah, yeah. Not now, you're getting, no. you're getting a bit old now. Yeah, now, yeah. But still. <laughs> a bit, bit haggard. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but Richard Beckinsale, um, unfortunately, with every great comedy, there always seems to be a tragedy, especially with English comedy. And Richard, Richard Beckinsale died from a heart attack uh, on the 19th of March, 1979, at the... Uh, the, the the criminal age of only 31 was that anything to do with like his lifestyle no, or was no, it congenital he had, he had heart a heart thing. problem yeah. um, what happened was on the, <clears throat> the weeks up to uh, his his death he would film in a programme called um, Bloomers which was sort of <laughs> not the underwear but no, the, no. Uh, the um, uh, florist Ah. and he'd started to put on a little bit of weight and he was complaining that he was having the odd chest pains and uh, to his wife and he put he just put it down to exertion and overwork yeah. and he was he'd filmed five episodes out of the six of bloomers and had just started filming a um, a film called bloody kids and obviously he he'd had to be totally recast in that but he is in it a little bit in the car when the car drives off that's him yeah. in it was that bloomers ever <clears throat> bloomers was shown uh, as a tribute to him ah. um but he yeah he died of a heart attack um which actually, I, I, it still upsets me today because he was a great, great talent. And when um, a program after Porridge is called Going Straight, and he'd filmed the movie, he had the medical for the movie of Porridge the movie, he'd passed that, yeah. which is the ironic thing. And he'd done Going Straight, and Ronnie Barker won a um, won a BAFTA for that, and he, he did quite a moving uh, moving speech about him. Now uh, he. He had two daughters, Samantha Beckinsale, who was most well known for being in London's Burning. Burning. In what she, what's she done? She uh, she's done a lot of plays. She went, but, I know she went to America, mm, didn't she? So. Well, his other daughter is more famous, and that is Kate, Kate Beck- Beckinsale. Who uh-huh. are? Who was in Pearl Harbor, Underworld Van Housing, The Aviator, and Underworld Evolution. Oh dear. And a click, but she looks fantastic. And was married to Michael Sheen, who played David Frost. There you go, you see, it's all circle, it all blends. It all blends, you see. Is the god to the nerd universe? <laughs> <laughs> you see how I mean. People think that we don't structure this podcast, but I mean, you oh, know, man. it all. You know, oh yeah. I don't know how we're going to get David Fast into our readers' own. <laughs> yeah. I'll find. We'll a find way. a way. I'll find a way. And the winner is 
Ronnie Barker for going straight in the two. Your Royal Highness, ladies and gentlemen, um, the, the tragic and untimely death of my good friend and colleague Richard Beckinsale three days ago has robbed me of the joy of this award, but the, the pride in winning it still remains. There you go. So that was the uh, a little bit there of Ronnie Barker's acceptance speech for going straight. And you can tell by his voice that he was extremely upset by the uh, yeah, tragic definitely. death of Richard Beckinsale. So but, uh, let's go carry on with the show because it is a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, <it> uh, <laughs> and so, uh, yes, yeah, so let's get back into porridge. Now, like all great sitcoms, it's um, a collection of characters that make it. Who mm-hmm. would you say was the most important character in it apart to Mike Fletch, such a wise cracking well, schemer. It's, it's, it's got to be uh, the two. You've got Mackay and Barraclough, really. Now, uh, Mackay and Barraclough are like the yin and yang. Yeah. I know, really. Mr. Mackay was a formerly a drill sergeant in the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders. <laughs> that sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he has the, the. He's almost the attitude of, um, you know, you will do as I say. As Mr. Barraclough, played by the wonderful uh, Brian Wald, um, was the. He was just light, wasn't he? He was like a. I think he was, was the understanding. He was like I think he was more like the modern prison guard, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was, was in. The, he was more. He wanted to touch your feel. He was yeah. into rehabilitation more he, than he punishment. He was. He was the teaching kind of thing. Yeah, Mackay was more punishment. the drill sergeant. Yeah. Thanks. What was all that about? Oh, that was just a bit of uh, friendly advice, Mr. Mackay. That's all. Just a bit of friendly advice on matters of the art, just between him and me, you know. Tell me, Fletcher, is it true that this is the office of Slade Prison's Miss Lonely Hearts? <laughs> is that why you're here, then? Problems of that nature, is it? <laughs> I have no problems of that nature. Oh, come off it, Mr. Mackay. All screws... Beg your pardon. All prison officers have problems in that area, don't they? I mean, matrimonially, you and me is very similar, you know, because while we're both stuck in here, we can't be sure what our old ladies are up to, can we? I mean, it's no difference, is there? Eh? There is a major difference, Fletcher. Your wives are criminals' wives. They belong to the criminal classes with all their inherent traits of slovenliness and promiscuity. Our wives are the wives of uniformed men, used to a life of service, duty, decency and moral fibre. My house, my house reflects my wife. Big, is it? Spotless. (laughs) (laughs) And when I get home of an evening, my uniform for the next day has been cleaned and pressed. Jacket with buttons gleaming, trousers with razor-sharp creases and shirt crisply laundered. What does that prove? Just proves your old lady's having it away with a man from a dry cleaner. <laughs> I'm not going to rise to your bait, Fletcher, because it is obvious that your cynicism derives from some bitter personal experience of your own. No, 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 no. Nothing wrong with my marriage. Me and my missus have always got on very well together. You've spent half your married life in prison, man. Oh, yeah. Well... Perhaps absence makes the art grow fonder in our case. Anyway, I think your old lady would be very glad of a bit of a rest from all that cleaning and pressing, wouldn't she? My wife has never had any desire other than to be by my side. Before prison service, you know, Fletcher, I was in the army. I was a drill sergeant in the Argyle and Southern Highlanders. <laughs> I'd never have guessed that. <laughs> and even though I was posted to some far-flung places, Marie would always be with me. 17 years of domestic contentment. Drill sergeant, was it? That's right, Fletcher, drill sergeant. (laughs) 
do everything by numbers, did you? <laughs> I refuse to rise to your bait, Fletcher, and it is naive of you to assume that I would. Even we were all lady numbers, was it? <laughs> Marty, I'm about to make passionate love to you. Stand by your bed. <laughs> Wait for it, wait for it. Two, three, knickers down. <laughs> There's uh, Fulton McKay there, but uh, he's, uh, he's best now. Mc- uh, Fulton McKay had a, a pretty terrible habit of overly rehearsing. I've got to say, I don't. what else has he been in? I've never saw him in anything else. Right, I'll tell you what. Yeah. The, the only thing that really... I mean, he was a th- mainly a theatrical I've actor. never saw him in anything. Fraggle Rock? Ah, he was the original. Talk of that. Do you know there's a Fraggle Rock on at the moment, and it's like uh, I saw it. It's like an American version. It's got an American bloke playing him. Ah, uh, but yeah, I think it was no, American first, wasn't it? He was American first. Yeah, and we know the uh, Fulton never saw it. Yeah, he played the uh, original lighthouse keeper in the British version. Yeah. of Fraggle Rock. Now I've not, I've not. I asked, you know what? I saw that the other day, yeah, it is, and yeah. I remember thinking, well, that's not Fulton McKay. Fulton McKay is brilliant. So they only just filmed them bits, then did they? And all the rest was put. I think he could have been. Done it like could that. have been. I think it was. All, but bearing in mind, of course, it was a Jim Henson thing, which was yeah. which was anyway. Fulton McKay was mainly a, a theatrical actor. Born in Paisley uh, in uh, 1922, he, he died actually in 1987, which was probably just after Fraggle Rock had uh, Fraggle oh. Rock had started. What did he die of? I don't know. That's Didn't not, that's not is it? <laughs> well, I don't like to. We've just been talking about Richard Beckinsale's <laughs> death. I don't want to be talking about too much of that. Death. But um, the, the the main people, as we said in Porridge, was uh, Fletch, Godbar, and Mister Mackay and Barraclough. Now it was mainly between Fletch and Mackay. Yeah. And um, the whole premise of Porridge is little victories. That's yeah. the whole thing about it. It can go every day, but you need to get one of those little victories. And the nine times out of ten, those little victories were just saying quick one-liners yeah, or it. getting something over them. Well, I don't reckon boxing such a noble art anyway. No, of course you wouldn't. No. I haven't told you this. I've had a friend once. He was a good boy, he was. Light ever, you know. Yeah. Good, strong lad. He won a few fights. Then, of course, he thought he was the bee's knees, didn't he? Eh? See? Fast cars, loose women. Classic story, too much, too soon. He just blew up. Got into debt. Do you know where he finished up? In a boxing boot in a fairground. Four fights a night, seven nights a week. Well, I mean, the body can't take that sort of punishment, can it? Brain just went uh, soft, you know. Reflexes went, got punchy. He just became a vegetable. An incoherent, non-thinking zombie. (laughs) What became of him? He joined the prison service as a warden. There you go, so uh, little victories there. And uh, thankfully I can edit these podcasts because... because there was uh, some you, <laughs> you terrible, terrible man. Um, so yeah, the whole thing about, as we said, about Pardew's little victories. Now, to the opposite of Mackay, you've got Barraclough. And uh, Barraclough was played by the wonderful Brian George Wilde. He was born on the June the 13th, 1927, and, and died only recently. He actually died on uh, March the 20th, 2008. Now, this is a sad is thing. Is he still in? I bet he was still in last of the summer. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Now, I'm going to have to point out here <laughs> that um, Brian Ward played Foggy Dewhurst in Last of the Summer Wine. Now, Ooh. there's an interesting... interesting. It's not interesting. It's not really interesting in that, so don't say that. <laughs> but, you know, my mum used to turn around... If, now, what I want you to do, anyone who's listening to this, go on the internet, type in Last of the Summer Wine and type in Foggy Dewhurst. Now... The three main characters in Last of the Summer Wine is Compo, Clegg, 
and Foggy, right? Yeah. Now, my mum used to turn around and say that that was us three. <laughs> right. uh, well, there's two of us here, but uh, now, we, we, we used to go on holiday abroad <laughs> every year. There was myself, Kel, and our mate, Kev Morgan. Now, Kev was a spitting image of Foggy Dewhurst. Yeah, yeah, it was just because he was taller than us and had <laughs> yeah, glasses. Yeah. I was always a bit like Clegg. And to be fair, you've yeah, always been yeah. a fairly trampy kind yeah, of Yeah, I'm one of the trampy bloke. Yeah, no, no, that is the truth. There's no doubt. No, I'm a bit of a scuffy guy. But uh, Brian Wilde played Foggy Dewhurst in... I think he was in the, the he replaced the, the one of the first main characters in Last of Summer Wine, um, who passed away, and he was in it for a bit, and then he left, and he came back into yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But he had a he had a fall and, and quite badly hurt. I think it was he hurt his hip, and so he couldn't do some of the episodes, and then actually got rotated and never returned to it. He just he said he'd done the job, and yeah, yeah, yeah. he was always a very quiet man. Um, and he, he he was again he was another theatrical actor. Uh, he did um, only small other roles I don't think he did anything really major oh, after no, that no, um, but yeah so he played uh, Mr Barraclough who's the, sec- the security oh I keep saying security Sec- officer prison yeah. warder that's because you're thinking of Star Trek that's why get, get, your, get your head out of Star Trek <laughs> only, last only of one on Star Trek no, that'd be a good episode oh, could that? you imagine him on the bridge <laughs> well wicked um, yeah so um, he played Mr Barcliffe who was always the one who was more lenient to the the, uh, the, the prisoners he was a bit more understanding wasn't he was understanding it? but he did you know they did take a little bit of the mickey but they also respected him yeah. that was the thing in fact they respected Mackay as well on a couple of occasions yeah. uh, where Mackay left they thought he'd left for good but he hadn't you know he'd only gone on a training yeah. course um, but let's have a bit of a classic uh, Mr. Barraclough. Do you know what sort of curtailments we've suffered? Shorter telly hours, no fraternisation in the exercise yard, and he's only removed our ping-pong table to put in your flaming mess. Yeah, well, that's only till our billiard table is recovered. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, well, it was your fault it wanted recovering. Our fault? Well, some prisoners certainly tampered with it. Can you prove that? Well, we can surmise it. When Nosh and Garrett went over the wall, he was picked up in Blackpool wearing a green beige suit. <laughs> That's a great line, that is. Yeah, and I, it is, and I t- I'll tell you what's in- interesting about the relationship with uh, Barraclough, because I think Barraclough saw them as people who'd made bad choices in life, mm. not particularly bad people, where you got McCoy, treated them as bad people, and that was, that was it. It was black and white with him, wasn't it? Yeah, McCoy. But- you think like Star Trek? No. McCoy. It's <laughs> only you, that is. We're going to have to do a bloody Star Trek podcast. We're going to have to do one, aren't we? <laughs> oh, but, no, I agree exactly what you say because I think there is a line in Poage where they turn around and say, uh, Mr. Barraclough's attitude is, is to teach them stuff for when they get out as Mackay's attitude and also that other prison guard who comes in is to keep them in yeah. it's, it's the whole thing they're not interested in what they're going to do when they get out yeah. their job is to keep them in and, and that's it and I think socially at the time I think in the country I think people were thinking that because it was like it was going over to the modern times mm. and I think there was a lot of going on in the world especially in Britain because a lot of moral de- people talk about moral decline and yeah. all things like that so it was the two different versions of the prison guard wasn't it? Well, it was also I think that at that time in the, in the mid 70s you were starting to get um, stuff like uh, not so much prison breakouts but uh, demonstrations on rooftops. Exactly. I mean, I think it, there was it, there was a big. What was that big one? That was oh, uh, uh, str- uh, there was str- the Strange Ways uh, one. That was it. Yeah, the Strange Ways one on the roof, weren't it? Yeah. And and I think I, I think because people even people who did bad things they they get to a certain state. No one can take. I mean, it's an old added, isn't it? Mm. You, you lock people up like animals, and they're like like. Um, he does say so, he, there's a, there is a line in. Um, 
Actually, it's at the beginning of uh, Porridge where Lenny turns around and says, you know, uh, I want to I wanna take up courses. You know, I want to learn stuff while I'm here. And Fletch turns around and says, you're going to learn stuff here. Because we had a guy come in who was only in here for two weeks and he came out knowing how to pick locks. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. So, you, you, you know, Barraclough's attitude is that sign up to all the classes and learn, you know, plastering, plumbing, well, electrical stuff. Or... You got the other way where you could learn how to break into a school for scoundrels and it. <laughs> yeah, for scoundrels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now um, there are other characters in. <clears throat> excuse me. There are other characters in Porridge who are um, virtually in every episode, but they're not the main characters. No, there, I think. But they, they make a world a bit like the way Only Falls and Horses, isn't it? Yeah, and, and, and I tell you, it was a bit like that as well. Was That's um, just No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Cheers. You think how many yes. characters was yeah. brought into that? Who were just passing? Yeah, well, the, yeah, because the main character in Cheers was Sam, wasn't it? And, yeah. and the babies. Were now, I wasn't a massive Cheers fan, but I, when I first met you, mm. you were a massive Cheers fan, wasn't you? Yeah, well, I've so, always been a big fan of American, that American sitcom, like Mash and yeah. Moonlighting, and, yeah. and, and that. Yeah, yeah, because you've got um, uh, Norm, you've got Frasier. Yeah, Frasier. And yeah. Look at the way I'm in. So the, the people, who, the other people who uh, floated in and out of Porridge was um, Gina, the Genial Harry Grout. Played by the excellent oh. Peter Vaughan. Now, <laughs> uh, the interesting thing about Peter Vaughan, well, Harry Grey. Now, Harry Grey is, is mentioned throughout the series, but he's the the uh, head guy. He's a bit like uh, he's the um, Norman uh, Norman yeah. Noel Coward's character yeah. in a yeah, Italian the, the job. Top dog, know, he's it? a top dog. He's got yeah. his cell. He's got he's wallpaper. The daddy. <laughs> he's a daddy. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, but he actually only appears in three episodes. In the whole of the series, I'm amazed that that's that. Now that is a good performance. Isn't good it? performance by Peter Vaughan, who was uh, who played the dad in. Um, oh, help me! Power to the people. Oh, so, um, yeah. Citizen Smith. Citizen Smith. Citizen Smith. Yeah. Smith. Uh, but the original uh, Citizen Smith, he didn't play him in the in the uh, second series. Yeah. But uh, our, our um, viewers outside of England, outside of the UK, will probably know him as uh, in Remains of the Day, who played Anthony Hopkins' father as the oh. head butler. And the 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 thing about Peter Vaughan is, the man has not changed he looks the same he now does, he? as he did he then does. I mean I mean, that's, that's not saying that he looks maybe he just always looks old <laughs> but he's a, he's a brilliant guy uh, Bunny Warren played by uh, Sam Kelly now I'm going to let you talk about because you, he's your favourite character isn't he? well I don't know I'd, I'd, him I'd say him and um, <laughs> you're looking at the names yeah because, and I was going to say it's hard to remember you watch it's one of these weird things you take it for granted because you saw it so much. Mm. But him and him and Christopher Biggins, Christopher Biggins played Luke Wall. Were just great, mainly because was it now? Was he? Was he now? It was weird. Was he a gay character in that? Yes, Luke Wall was gay. Uh, a, it was uh, never talked about that much uh, with the prison, was it? Not really. Well, it is mentioned in it now. This yeah. is a, again. Bear in mind that uh, uh, Porridge ran from 1973 to 1977. So this is the point where um, in, in the 60s, being gay was obviously you know, yeah, was yeah. against the law. Um, and in, obviously in the 70s one. So there's an episode in uh, Porridge. It's the one we were talking about about Fletch giving advice to. Uh, all the other prisoners about their relationships going yeah. and he writes them all a letter and they all send it off well of course apparently Luke Warm's other half is called Trevor because yeah. uh, uh, he's got more more point to worry about because whilst he's locked outside we've done that, he's locked in with <laughs> all the men so. yeah 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 <laughs> and uh, there, there is um mention of homosexuality in Porridge because obviously it's set in a prison and, and Fletch does warn you know watch out for the bathhouses yeah. and those kind of stuff there's a couple of other characters that turn up now Christopher Biggins' character lukewarm I mean Biggins let's talk about Biggins for a minute <laughs> um, Biggins is most well known in this country for being in the Rocky Horror Show he played one of the um, yeah. the, the 
the dancers in it. And being a pantomime dime. And pantomime dime. He's, he's much more than that. He recently won I'm a Celebrity. I'm a Celebrity. Uh, that's where he got. There. Big again. He got big again. Um, and yeah, I, Biggins is he's almost like a legend now. Isn't he? Yeah. he wouldn't come down with me as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was a really good one. Now, Biggins' character of Lukewarm actually looks after a character of Blanco Webb played by David Jackson. Now, we're, we're going to come back yeah. to Blanco because uh, we've got quite a few clips of him but the other couple of characters in there is uh, Humble Eyes played by Ken Jones who was just a nasty piece of work he was the, the, the grass yeah, Ronald Lacey played Harris uh, I think Ronald Lacey was actually in Raiders of the Lost Ark wasn't he as well played um, yeah. the main, you know, the guy with the, the hat oh well, I know yeah 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 yeah. and um, Tony Ozoba I do hope I got your name right played Jim McLaren now there's an interesting thing about Jim McLaren I'm going to play you a clip now in which uh, we mainly get introduced to the character of Jim McLaren. Hey, hell! Oh, sorry, son, sorry. Then you watch where you're carrying going, Fletcher. I said I'm sorry, son. I'm sorry. It won't happen again, I promise you. Watch it. I will, yes. I, I don't want no bother, son, because I'm not a well man, see? <laughs> I don't want no trouble with you, McLaren. <laughs> Listen to me, you. I know you're a hard case. We all know that. We all know you're full of nasty militant feelings, but if you ever talk to me again like that, I'm going to twist your head round like a cork in a bottle of Beaujolais, all right? <laughs> I'm going to pull it off and give it to that puffin' B-wing to keep his wigs on, yes? <laughs> and are we sorry? Yes, we are, Fletch. All right. Don't lie about that, then. Get up. <coughs> you got any snout? No. Some under that pillow, help yourself. Now... What is interesting about that character there? Uh, he's a black Scotsman. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what seems like these days, he, he, yeah, oh, what, he's as a person, normal, but... Uh, in 1977, yeah. I mean, uh, our mate Steve, who was the proper, who was a, he was a really good age for that. Then he was, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, he, he, was, was he was in, uh, yeah. So, so he would have, he would have been bought because he would have watched Pied. And uh, Steve turned around and said that uh, that was the first time he'd ever seen a yeah. black Scotsman. Yeah, and obviously by audio, you can't tell. Yeah, that, you could never he's, tell because he's, he's such a broad Glaswegian mm. accent. Yeah. I mean, uh, and that's Jim McLaren. He is a hard nut, but there again, you see that in that clip there. He's a great character. I like his character. Yeah, because he's the one. He, he does go around and does the batters people yeah. for Fletch every now and again. And uh, tried to jump off the roof. <laughs> he tried to jump off the roof, and that was to get uh, Fletch yeah. into the good books or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. So he saved him, wasn't he? So he was a good me. character. <laughs> and that was one of the only. One, I like that episode of him because that's one of the only times where he tries to bully Gobba, doesn't he? Mm. And the first, that's one of the only ones where you see Fletcher. He goes serious, doesn't yeah. he? And, and you realise he's, he's a tough character. Yeah, well, he's not actually bullying a cubby. He's actually kind of bully, tried to bully Fletch, but then you see Fletch actually as he is because we yeah. think of him as being a war lovable comedy guy. But you forget he's a career he's, criminal. He's a career criminal. There's one scene in it which we don't have a clip on in which um, Lenny and uh, Fletch are talking about going out for the night. You know, they're talking about what it's like because it's night time and they can't get to sleep. And he kicks the bed and he turns around and goes, bleeding stir. And you see that you see the true character of Fletcher, yeah, yeah. which is quite. There's there's a thing in um, with Porridge before we, we talk about the last one of the last characters, where they invent, they invented swear words, because obviously you can't swear in in the, you can't really swear on TV now. No. Uh, a classic example of that is Battlestar Galactica with yeah. say frack. Yeah, yeah. In 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 Porridge you add uh, swear words such as naff off, nurk, and scrot. You know, they even sound like nasty pieces. Yeah. Or, you know, those kind of... Naffoff is obviously, you know... Well, we know what that's going yeah. to be. And um, I think Naffoff actually ended up in the dictionary. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, the scrote is used scrote, on British yeah. TV all the while, Which we know it? is the short version Scrotum. of the word. Scrotum, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the last character we're going to talk about here is uh, a character called Blanco Webb. 
amazingly portrayed by David Jason. Yes, the legend that is David, David Jason. Jason. Now, we talked briefly about David Jason on the Monty Python cast because he was in uh, one of the early yeah, shows with uh, Michael Palin. Now, for some reason, David Jason has always been easily able to play older people. He was actually in line to play uh, Corporal Jones in Dad's Army. Unbelievable, that is. Uh, which obviously went to Clive Dunn, who, again, it was, was, another not, young man. Was, was a younger <laughs> man playing an older man. Now, the makeup in, uh, in Porridge as in playing Blanco. I think it's amazing. I was watching it the other day to get these clips, and he just he pulls yeah. it off so well. In yeah. fact, you watch that. There's a bit where Blanco's wearing a hat, and he looks like Frost, okay. not Frost, <laughs> Inspector Frost that David Jason yeah, plays now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, one of uh, I think you agree with this. One of the best episodes in Apologies Party. Yeah, I think it me. is. The, I think if you were going to show someone who'd never saw it before, that's the episode you'd give to him, wouldn't it? Yeah. So we're going to play about four or five um, clips. Of this, purely for the fact that it leads up to a, a fantastic uh, line at the end of the episode. Um, but just, it's just, a, 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 it's a serious episode uh, in in a comedy show. So let's uh, let's start off with the clip. Fletch. Yeah. Do you think Blanco's a cert this time for parole? Yeah, of course. Need a bed, don't we? <laughs> what was he originally sent up for? Now, now, now. You know you don't ask that, do you? It's not what people was, it's what they are now, it matters. Oh, come on, Fletch, I mean, nothing you could say about the old bloke would set me against him. He's one of the nicest blokes in here. He's kind and gentle. Doesn't matter to me what he's done. Done his wife. <laughs> what? Done her in. Locked her in a deep freeze. <laughs> What, and we knock around with a despicable old scrote like that? There you are, you see, that's why you don't ask, innit? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Irrational outburst. Anyway, it's a long time ago, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I see. It's all right to refrigerate your old lady, is it, if it's way back in 1959, like? <laughs> no, I mean, it's a long time ago, he's had time to repent, like. Yeah, well, his point is he don't want to repent because he never did it in the first place, see? He reckons his wife had a lover, you see, and it was the lover that killed her. And was it? Well, it's very probable, because the lover did disappear a bit smartly. She didn't hang around to be asked, like, you know. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Too long ago to find out, eh? Yeah. And, of course, a wife uh, can't testify against her husband, so there's no point in calling on the wonders of modern science, is there? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, there's no point in defrosting and asking them what they're doing. That's interesting, because that is, I think, even... Well, I don't know, I'm not a... <coughs> You've <coughs> never been to me. I hope unlikely I'm ever going to bow you to saying that might be this podcast and we'll get done for copyright law. <laughs> and then we can say, you do not ask people what their what, crime what was. crimes are, because... Uh, You're going to be spending all your time with them, so yeah. you don't want to know there's someone you hate, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. No yeah. choice. In there, you're all, in essence, you're all the same. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you've it's done. great socialism for you there. Yeah. The great socialist <laughs> idea is going into prison. <laughs> So then we we see that uh, you've just been told what what Blanco was was uh, set up for. Now he does go for parole and he gets his parole. And this is what happens um, when Fletch goes to congratulate him. I remember 1959 as the year that I were put away for something I didn't do. Here, here, here! Now come on, don't get all gloomy now. We're all being festive, which does befit the occasion, doesn't it? Oh, you reckon? Of course it does. Now listen, now you're going out, you can level with your mates, can't you? Were you really innocent, were you? How was that? 
Listen, Fletch, I know you'd like to think that I've been screwing the system all this time. The truth is, the system has screwed me for 17 years. That's why I've come to a decision. Decision? Aye. For all these years, I've been claiming me innocence, you know. If I accept parole now, you know what that means, don't you? It means I'm admitting me guilt. No, 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 you see. No, parole means it wipes the slate clean. It means you're free and clear, you see. It's not a pardon. It says you've done your bird for what they put you in for. It's not good enough. It says we'll let you out now and don't you be a bad lad again. Well, I were never the bad lad that they said I were in the first place, so they can take their parole and shove it. So as you can see there, that um, Blanco, uh, excellently played by David Jason, he's, um, he's not going to accept his parole because he, he's admitting that he did do the crime if he does yeah, that, yeah, even yeah. though he, you know, it's not legally a pardon. So what the, uh, the rest of the gang do is they go around the whole of the prison and they get signatures, <laughs> including one off Barraclough, which yeah. is obviously forged, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, to actually try and get a pardon for him. Now, at first, Mr. McCoy tried to put you know, a stop to it all and says, you know, he can't be doing that. And the way they get around it, they go and see the prison warden, uh, sorry, the, the prison manager, what's it called? What would that be? Governor. Governor. Um, and you have to, to do it in a Cockney accent. Governor. You can't say <laughs> no. it. Can you say governor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, to, to literally turn around and say, well, look, you know, there's other ways that we can go about it. He's going to go on a hunger strike. And being that he's a really old man, he's not going to last long. No. And, it's, you know, and then there's the rooftop demonstrations that, and all this. And so Barraclough, actually, because he knows the law, unlike Mackay and the, yeah, and yeah. the governor, um, he turns around and says there is actually a section where the governor can give a pardon. Yeah, it's a, a compassionate... Compassionate, pardon, yeah. yeah. Compassionate. And this is what happens, so Blanca then does get his pardon. And this is the one of the best lines, I think, in Porridge. Hallelujah. Gentlemen, may I present the best dressed man in slave prison? Oh, he's got his own suit. Oh, that's very elegant, isn't it? Where'd you nick that from, eh? Where'd you nick it from? War on one, was it? Fifty shilling tailor, that one. He was robbed, mate. With January sale, 1959. Terrible to think that she was to end up inside it. Still, it was only fitting in a way, cos all her life she'd been a cold woman. Don't be too long, will you, Mr Webb? The bus is waiting. Thank you, driver. I <laughs> gum, you don't know how good that sounds, eh? Mr Webb, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Go outside now, my son. Hold your head up high, all right? Right, Fletch. Well, I'm... You know, I'm not very good. You know, uh, after all this time, expressing my gratitude. But I know what you've done. And I'll not forget it. Well, you're going outside, ain't you, Pop, eh? That's all I'm has, isn't it, eh? 
You've got a lot of living to make up for. Don't waste your time nattering to the likes of us. I don't want much out of life. No, I know, I know. But it's nice to know that justice has been done, isn't it? Albeit a bit late, eh? I mean, this, uh, this pardon is for your family name, you know. It's for your, for your children, for your grandchildren, isn't it? So you can go out there and you can look anybody in the eye without any shame or any guilt. I mean, life's taken a great deal out of you, my old mate, isn't it? But all you need back is your pride. Remember? Right? Right, Fletch. Right. Ta-ra, Blanca. Keep your nose clean. Ta-ra, son. Same to you, eh? Oh, one thing more, of course. Hey, what's that? You sue the government for every penny they've got. <laughs> You're too bloody right, I will. <laughs> Ta-ra, Blanca. I, I miss you. Oh, God bless you. Thank you for looking after me. And I'll try and get that scented note paper you asked for. <laughs> here, here. Come here. Listen, we all know that you didn't kill your old lady, see? Which means that some other bloke did. And you've paid the penance for it, right? But I don't want you going out there harbouring any sort of revenge, all right? No. I know him what did it. It was the wife's lover. <laughs> but don't worry, I shan't go around searching for him. He died years ago. Well, that's all right. <laughs> that I do know. It was me that killed him. <laughs> now, that is a brilliant spin to the end of that story it really is it really is <laughs> you don't get writers like that anymore oh no, no, no definitely no, not no. Um, so that just goes to show how, how one how good the writing was but how good the performance was and how much it led you into the whole whole character story more than anything um, you're breaking my way down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, what happens after that really is that um, Godbird does his I mean the whole three series is actually stretched out supposedly over two years because that Cobber, yeah because Cobber does his two years and every now and again in one of the episodes they mention the flat that Fletcher's been there for like two years yeah. and so he goes on now Godbird goes out he actually ends up going out with Fletcher's daughter Ingrid um, and um, the, the series ends and they did a follow up called Going Straight it was only one yeah. uh, I'm a ma- massive fan of that really no well I mean we sort of lost the old what was about it, it was a bit it? like what we were saying about Red Dwarf where when, as soon as they left the confines of their quarters you lose that closeness yeah, yeah. that story but going straight as we you heard earlier on did actually win a BAFTA um, for, for Ronnie Barker uh, now after that Ronnie Barker went on to do a programme again do Open uh, open All Hours they did uh, yeah. another because there was a big gap in that which David Jason actually did at the same time uh, and did Clarence Clarence which was, I wasn't a great nah no he was pretty gentle wasn't he yeah he was uh, so there you go that lines up for Pomage really that's about it well, we could waffle on for another hour. Well, we could waffle on, but I'm sure we want to keep on the now. So, thanks for listening. Uh, our next episode is going to be about. It's a serious one. Ooh. Ooh. No. <laughs> We're going to be talking about. Well, no, we're there. <laughs> you only had a point. <laughs> the pale ale. Uh, the pale ale. It's yeah. not the uh, pale ale. No, let's leave that. Leave that. <laughs> not the one from. Uh, uh, American Pie. American Pie. Uh, we're going to be talking about the 1960s. Um, oh, would you class it as a spy thing? Would you? Oh, mm, that's quite an interesting true. thing. It, yeah. Mm. Spy espionage. Yeah, espionage. Yeah. Mm. And it's called uh, Callan, uh, and it starred Edward Woodward. And it's almost uh, like a younger version of what the Equalizer was going yeah. to be, really. But we'll talk, obviously, we'll talk about that in the next episode. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about that. So, if you want to send us any comments or, or your own promos or adverts, then please email us at waffleonpodcast at googlemail.com. And before you leave us, we're going to play a couple of uh, promos for you. So, please take a listen because there might be something there that you like. And uh, it's always, that's how I find a lot of uh, podcasts actually just based ah. on their promos. And thanks for joining us. And we'll see you again for Callan. Ta da! Very good. Hi, this is Rick Moyer. 
And when I'm not listening to Waffle On, I'm producing my own podcast. And here's a shameless plug for it. Are you ready? If you like geeky TV, if you like science fiction, if you like life in general, and you want to be encouraged every week, join me for Take Him With You, the weekly podcast that's spiritual, not religious. Nobody's going to force you to believe any certain way. You can just enjoy being encouraged and listen to some crazy stories and some fun music every week. So join me after you're done with Waffle On. Tune in. Go over to TakeHimWithYou.com, click on the iTunes, and download away. TakeHimWithYou.com. She's also very bold yes. and um, not afraid to back down. I mean, she stands up to Tarkin right. on the bridge of his ship yep, she and does. says some, something to the extent of, um, the more you tighten your grip, the more systems will slip through your fingers. He's like towering over her. Oh, Vader yeah, and Tarkin she's not both. Afraid. And she's, I think that was a nice choice, too. Not only is Carrie Fisher very smart uh-huh. and um, articulate, but she's small. So it's a yes. nice contrast to see this small woman be so independent and fierce, you know, yeah. standing up against something that's so much bigger than her. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours. The Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. <laughs> Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. And we're the host of a brand new podcast, Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast of the web series The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season, be it Season 2, which is currently airing on MSN Video, or Season 3, which is in the early pre-production stage. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2, as well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at Knights of the Guild. Podbean. Com. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I appreciate what you were up to in the yard. Oh, oh yes. Just between you and me, Fletcher. I don't know what you're inferring, Mister McCall. Oh, of course you don't, officially. But as you say, we're old hands at the game. It is one question I'd like to ask. <laughs> <laughs> What became of the soil that was excavated from the tunnel? Oh, now, wait a minute. I don't know what you're imagining about our relationship, but do not presume that you've got a new informer in your back pocket. Everything's just the same. There's still them and us. I'm still on the side of us. Perfectly harmless question, Fletcher, for future reference. I just want to know how they disposed of the soil. I can't help you. Scotland's finest. With a couple of nips out of it, I see. Well, still a rare treat. Bribes, is it? Christmas present. (laughs) Come on, Fletcher. Just between you and me. Is that door closed? Oh, yes. 
And there's no one outside. Christmas present. Christmas present. You want to know how they disposed of the soil? Simple as that. I'll tell you. I thought you might. They dug another tunnel and put the earth down there. <laughs> 